Hey everyone, this is your host, Chris Chief and Blurred's Eye View. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Here, let me explain. First, it's free. You definitely can't beat that. Plus, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody, this is your host, Chris G from Blurred's Eye View, and with me, my co host. I am back again. It's me, so I must be doing something right because I'm still here. Yes. <laughs> my co-host, Darius. Everybody's Darius. How y'all doing hey, out there? How's it going, man? It's going. This is, I've been looking forward to this all week. It's been a long week. Oh, you and me both. We have a lot of news for you guys tonight. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, we got some big deals going down. First off the bat, AMC and Regal Theaters. They are banning... Or at least trying to ban Universal, yeah, yeah, for the most part, ban Universal Studios from showing their movies in their theaters. Now, there's a catch twenty two to this because earlier in the year or earlier in the month, actually, uh, AMC actually had just filed for bankruptcy. Now, I don't know if there's an AMC out there where anybody else is listening to this at, but we have a couple here in Cleveland, but. I, I don't quite attend. a few between here and Kenton, too. Yeah, you know, but I don't attend them. I, I go to Cinemark. So I, I, I like the comfortable chairs and having a Yeah, beer. them Regal Cinema chairs is pretty good, man. <laughs> 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 they so, recline. But it's, but it's funny because even Regal Cinemas got in on the action and said the same thing. Now, this is where the Catch-22 comes into play. If you ban Universal Studios from showing them out, and the, the reason why this has happened is because Universal Studios uh, released Trolls World Tour on video Which on demand. made a lot of money. $100 exactly. million dollars worldwide without... So essentially what Universal did was cut the middleman out and give us the product straight through our door. There it is. $100 million. So AMC right now and Regal are highly upset because it's like, y'all had to deal with us. Y'all supposed to go it's supposed to go cinematic theaters. Then we go distributed to DVD and on demand. Universal said, nah, dog, we going to go straight on demand and make our money because we can't nobody go to the theater. Exactly. So why do we need y'all at this point? Right. And this becomes, and this is where the Cash 22 comes in because Universal makes their money. And here's another catch. The movie theaters, AMC or Regal or both, lose out on the deal. Because they're like, well, that, you know, and eventually in the long run, if, and let's just say Universal, I, I, I highly doubt that when the next Fast and Furious film comes out, that they're going to go straight video on demand. You know, that's a big money maker. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I put it in the blog, in one of, in my, in the Blurred's Eye View blog last night, that if this had been Avengers Endgame, and Marvel and Disney decided to put it on video demand. Yes, it would have made a lot of money. Would have made it a billion dollar film. Mm. I doubt it. You know, so you know they're just like, hey, they're gonna steal. 
if if that was to still go through, they're still going to go ahead and take some certain movies that may not pull in just as much. They might say, okay, we'll do both venues. We'll drop it here in the theater, and then we'll drop it here in video on demand. And like I stated before, think about it like this in terms of numbers. If you have a family of, of five that goes to the movie theater, and you have tickets that run anywhere from $10 to $12, depending on when they go. Or 18. I mean, or, I or 18. we went to go see Avengers. I was at Infinity Wars. I think we paid 16 a pop to get yeah. a ticket. And this was matinee. This is like, you know, midday on a Sunday. And it's about 15, right. 16 a ticket. So I think I paid about 32 for tickets. You got popcorn, drinks. We talking about at least 80, 90 bucks. Yeah, and we're not people. even... And we're not even talking. <laughs> yeah, we're not even talking about dinner before or after. Yeah. So you know you're looking at anywhere from 150, 200 dollars for the night. Yeah. That's just throwing a number out there, opposed to that same family of five staying at Six home, bucks. ten, twenty dollars just to rent the movie and probably and more than likely watch it more than once that day. Yeah, before it goes back. You before get it goes back. Four hours before the rental. Right. Becomes null and void. Then you got to re-rent it. So I'm getting my money's worth, and I'm watching at least. Hey, we play that back for the beginning again, at least twice before. Right. You know. So you, I mean, done. I figure everybody should play in the same sandbox because yeah, ticket prices are pricey. You know, but nowadays, you know, when this whole lockdown finally blows over, nobody's going to pour into the theaters right away unless they're like, Ooh. unless That's they're great. like the people. Unless yeah, like the, unless you're like the beach goers in Florida and California, when and, and they all mobbed in at once, and it was like, oh guys, you you, did, you missed the whole thing. But I don't think they'll be rushing into the movie theaters right away. And no. that goes to say, like, and on top of that, I doubt that they will turn around and drop their biggest blockbusters on demand because let's face it, movies like Fast and the Furious make Tons of money, a lot. <laughs> you know, you know, and this is before. You know, this is their pre-sales. This is during the summer. And, you know, this oh is, yeah, it's killing season. The strategy is to drop all your good bombs. You know, from May to late November, somewhere around there. Right, right. And you drop a couple little heaters in November, December, but from January to yeah, what February you drop. You drop the not so no, good ones, the it. ones you know people want to get out the house, but you know they might want to go see it. But the summertime, you got everybody out. You got so much going on, but you still got families who want to take in that good blockbuster summer blockbuster movie. Right. So, so I don't think they'll this will last this method because one, Universal made maybe a hundred million worldwide. But how long did it take them to make that hundred million world? Exactly, exactly. Like that's the numbers the for that aren't out. So they, yeah, they made a hundred million, but I don't think it was like you know in a half a weekend like a movie could do when it drops worldwide in the theater because you got ticket prices. Yeah, exactly. The on demand numbers can be skewed a little bit. Yeah, it looks like they made a lot, but how much are they really making on the back? Right, right. So, but there's words that you know. This is all just hearsay. I, I seriously doubt that AMC and Regal is going to ban Universal from doing this deal because it's, it's just not beneficial for anybody. Yeah, I'm about to, I don't think they can 
can really afford to because Universal yeah, drops a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah, you know, so like you know, I think they might have been second in line next to the Disney line. Yeah, I was gonna say other than like, Disney, Universal is making the most like Disney and Universal is right there. Disney yeah, like, makes a lot of their movies back, so yeah, like I mean last year alone Disney made twenty two billion dollars. They like killed every production house in Hollywood. They were just like, Yeah, we and you think about it. They were dropping everything from Marvel to Pixar and everything in between. So they had a lot of stuff flowing in, flowing in, flowing in. So there's going to be more happening with that. And I seriously doubt that they're going to go ahead and and, and drop the ball, so to speak, on that one. So we're going to move on to the next piece. Um, the Russo brothers did a in uh, Avengers Endgame a watch party on Twitter earlier this week. And unfortunately, yours truly did not get to watch it, but I was watching Endgame last night. I tend to watch it at least once a month now. <laughs> so it's it's a good yeah. movie. Um, but Charlie Cox was also watching it. And if you, those who don't know, Charlie Cox is who, who played Daredevil in the Netflix series, uh, Daredevil for Marvel. And if anyone has seen Spider-Man Far From Home, they know that spoiler alert spidey's identity gets revealed so rumors started running about about uh him getting a lawyer and somewhere and this is and if you're a big comic head like myself you know that that lawyer that he goes to is matt murdoch and charlie cox plays matt murdoch he plays daredevil and so the rumors started running about that maybe since since this deal with uh netflix expired you know, I think the two-year line has already expired. Oh, so yeah, now, they're done. Yeah, so Disney and Marvel can actually use those characters again. That The rumors started running around that they could use Charlie Cox. Like, you know, they don't want to, you know, fans don't want them to recast these characters. They kind of fit the rule, <laughs> really, you know. So uh, Charlie Cox had been interviewed, and he was stating that as much as he would love to play Daredevil for in Spider-Man and to play the lawyer, for, or for that matter, it's not happening. Uh, no one reached out to him. There's no talks about it. I think between the shutdown and everything going on, that's probably like the furthest thing that's happening right now. Besides, everything has been pushed back, constantly been pushed back, constantly been, been pushed back. Um, it's it's kind of a crapshoot. So, you know, I don't know if, you know, we can always hold hope. <laughs> you know, because I mean, I'm holding hope. You know, I mean, myself. I mean, I would still like to see John Barenthal play Punisher again. I'm sorry, he's probably been the best one I've seen so far. Me myself, I want Michael Coulter back as Luke Cage because mm -hmm. I still need them to fix season two. I will <laughs> not let that go. I'm sorry, <laughs> I will not let them turn in Luke Cage and Nino Brown on mm -hmm. my watch. No, <laughs> and I was some kind of hell. For somebody, because I cannot believe they did my guy like that. They took him from a hoodie to a suit, and now he's pushing drugs in the same club he wants to shut down. Story arc just went trash. I don't know who thought that was a good idea, but it wasn't me, and I don't like it. But, I think I think it would have been better had they gotten a season three. Yeah, and then it would have yeah. it, it did it just would have explained everything because it it left so many doors open. Yeah, it did, and I mean I don't think they were expecting it to be canceled, you know, and. When they started, when they canceled Iron Fist, I'm like, okay, I'm not too surprised by that. Yeah, but but then they turned around, yeah, but then they turned around and canceled Luke Cage, and I'm like, well, 
this is where it starts. <laughs> I'm like, because if they canceled that one, because Daredevil and Luke Cage were their biggest performers. They were their biggest numbers. And even though the numbers for Luke Cage second season had came down some, it was still a high performer. And it was still a higher performer than Iron Fist and Jessica Jones. You know, so when they started dropping, Look, you know, dropping an axe on them, I knew something was up. I just, because, you know, uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming out, so I wanted to read up on it. And apparently what happened was Disney decided, now that we got everything under our umbrella, we don't need Marvel TV anymore because it was kind of separate, Marvel TV right. and Marvel movies. You know, in the studios exactly. and all that. Exactly. So Marvel decided the TV is going by the wayside. We got our own network. You know, we got our own, I mean, well, own channel, Disney, putting everything on Disney. So it was like, we don't need TV shows on Netflix and regular TV. So that's why they, like, Marvel Agents of the Shield is pretty much the only one that got, like, to see it through to the end. Yeah. Like, their final seven season, they knew it was coming. So they were able to tie up all the loose ends from, every season before, unlike some of the other shows, Daredevil and The Punisher, Jessica Jones and Iron Fist and Luke Gage, they never saw it coming. They thought they were going to keep pushing. Right. So Marvel was like, hey, we're pulling the plug on these. We're going to, you know, make everything in-house under our umbrella and not it be associated with anybody else but us now that we have all these characters. So I'm hoping now that they have all the characters and they have everybody under the same umbrella, they can revisit those characters sooner or later because you have so many untouched characters that they need to just dust off and bring out, you know, for people to see because like Marvel has too many characters for them not to be <laughs> right. wars and you know, a bigger infinity there could have been a lot more infinity wars than what they have, but I think timing of the merger and everything like that didn't allow them to put everybody in. But going forward, we better see some more characters. Y'all got too many characters sitting well, in the that, closet. Well see what was going on was and I noticed that they were shutting down like they were supposed to have a ghostwriter series on hulu which disney yeah called. yeah and they and uh gabriel luna who actually played ghostwriter on agents of shield you know and then they next you know they they asked that they canceled runaways after this what their third season they canceled runaways ah, and they, about yeah they canceled cloak and dagger you know, so and Cloak and Dagger wasn't bad neither. Yeah, you know these, are, and I'm still trying to catch up on Runaways and Cloak and Dagger, and I'm like, because they actually had a crossover that, that, that for their last season. And, I gotta go back then because I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I so, was watching like, it for a while, and I was like, I don't know. I knew Cloak and Dagger, but then I started watching the show with her, and I was like, dang, I missed this. So now I'm trying to. I need to start going back and catch up on that because I didn't even know Runaways. I didn't yeah. see an episode of that, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, Runaways had a slow burn. It really had a slow burn, but it started paying off after a while. It was just, it was on Hulu. they had another one. Runaways, there was one on FX. Oh, Legion. Yeah. Legion, you're talking about a mind screw, my God. You know, but, <laughs> like, I literally, after second, I'm like, it was, a, the first season was bonkers, but it was good. And then the second season, when it started, I was so confused. I'm like, what the heck is going on? I, 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 it lost me, you know? And I was like, maybe I should watch the last few episodes of the first season. And I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want to do that because it was too much going on. But, but yeah, uh, they had, they started cutting off their things, just like you said. You know, Disney was like, they never really had a true crossover 
with their cinematic universe. No. You know, and it and, and it was very, very loose and hardly mentioned at that point. And I think what they're doing now is is they're finally gonna get everything under one umbrella, under one roof. They finally have the mutants, they have everything they need, they're bringing everybody in, and they're just lining everything up slowly piece by piece so it, it'll i think it'll pay off in the end you know but i think it's just going to take time and the and the lockdown does not help us at all it's just like it just prolongs it you know yeah it, it makes it kind of hard because like i said me myself i want everything to come back like they have too many characters for it to be unfeasible for it to be done and the stuff that they shut down, some of it didn't pan out the way they probably thought it was, but there were some good ones that they had going. Yeah. That they could build upon going forward. And hopefully once everything is finalized and all the paperwork is cleared and dust settles, we can really start getting these comic book movies like the comic books that we read mm-hmm. growing up. But there are so many crossovers, you know, that just can't be done. Right. Especially this day and age where they have the technology and they're at a point where nothing's impossible. Yeah. Except yeah. for doing it. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? And speaking of comics is a nice segue. Diamond distributors will be starting up new books this month. Thank God for people that collected books, more like myself. They are starting back distribution. Uh we don't get anything. It's always new comic book Wednesday. We don't get anything next week, but I do believe it'll be the week after that or the week after that. But I do know by May 27th, things coincide with Marvel's Agents of Shield. Yep, May 27th. Yep, they're 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 coinciding. <laughs> but see, I, I noticed that, and and I said, you know, this shut. It's been what since March, so Ooh, we've been shut down. Like, like we're we're going on to March, April, May. We're going on. <laughs> we're going it on, feels like a long time. Yeah, we're going on at least at least in Ohio. We're going on month three for a shutdown, and in the comic book medium, you know, a lot of these guys already work remotely. You know, this is not the old age of working in the bullpen, so to speak. You know, a lot of the artists, a lot of the writers, they stay in different areas, so they can, you know, fax their stuff in. They can uh, uh, email their stuff in. They can you know, still work together on that aspect. Um, but there was always, because of that remote vision, there was, and so much going on, there was always this uh, delay on certain books coming out. You know, you had Doomsday Clock, which inter, you know inter, introduced the Watchmen universe into the actual DC universe in comics. And there was a huge delay like i have the first two books of that story but because it came out so far apart i lost interest you know it was just like i don't even care now you know which but tends to happen. yeah it was and it happens a lot you know so you do have uh, a lot of books that get delayed or pushed back or whatever the case may be but i think with this you know few months that's been off across the country in most cases that this has allowed allowed people to kind of hunker down and you know get some projects yeah get some projects done get some things taken care of and actually walk some stuff out and be able to be able to actually get the stuff out on time so when once this thing opens up 
you shouldn't have a reason why you shouldn't have another book being delayed, at least not right now, because by the time the stuff starts coming through, they're already on another story arc. This, so they should be already ahead of themselves, I would think. You know. Oh, I mean. Yeah, you know. Again, we, we do live in an age where, you know, people are quarantining and killing way too hard. <laughs> I mean, I was in Cincinnati. And I, this is unrelated, but the lockdown in Cincinnati is different than it is up here. I'm going to tell you that. I went to go get some fish, and I had to go to an ATM. The only ATM that I could find was at this park. They were doing Shakespeare in the park. I'm talking <laughs> 50 to 60 people on rugs and just laid out like like a normal day. Like we're not on quarantine. Like 50 to 60 people, like just laid out Shakespeare <laughs> in the park. And I'm just like, man, they do not care. Let me get my money and get out of here because I do not want any parts of this. Because I had envisions of, you know, like military police, paratroops in the sky. And <laughs> I seen too many movies to, you know, I'm saying where it'd be like a mutant lockdown and they just start wrangling people up. And here I am just trying to get some money for some food and I get locked up with them. Well, see, like I've always said <laughs> that this whole virus lockdown, quarantine, whatever, I said, any person who's read comics most of their life and watched film and television most of their life, I said, this is every single sci-fi and horror movie that is trope that's happening. I'm literally waiting on the, the girl to run down the street and fall and break her ankle, and I see her a, a, a horde of zombies mobber and I'm just like, well, she should I'm waiting I'm by. waiting on that uh Jacoby awards awards, you know, where they just start knocking on people's doors like uh you're talking <laughs> with us and they start taking out people thinking they mute or something. Like it's just it's too weird and there's too much going on. And it's just like I watch too many movies for this. I've watched yeah. too many movies, I watch too many shows. I'm waiting on Colson and knock on the door and be like, hey man, we need for the Avengers initiative. So just like we're putting the team together. We're putting the team together, and I've been you've been watching you, you know. <laughs> Which I'm just like, oh, I was waiting on you guys. What the hell? Or this could be the inhuman factor, and it's just like if you catch it and don't die, I hate to say this, but now you're inhuman, like something like that. Like it's just weird how this stuff just came out of nowhere, like a terrigen mist. Like I just yeah, terrigen mist, right? <laughs> the terrigen mist it's infected everybody, and if yeah, all the inhumans are coming out, like right, like the ones who have the antibodies, they're the ones that have the, the abilities. <laughs> yeah, I'm just waiting on to see what my ability is. Like, is right. my quake? Can I control? You know, telekinesis? Like, what can I do? Like, I don't want to have the ability of just thinking of crackers and. They just appear in front of me, and like, I yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't want, I don't want no stupid superpowers. That's if I'm gonna get, you know, the character miss, I want something that's useful. I don't want to so, be, I don't want to be the Great Lakes Avengers. Let's put it that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I don't, I don't want no goofy powers. It's like, I don't, and I also want to, don't want to be, uh, what's the name? Yeah, Janet Jace, the Wonder Twins. I don't want to be oh, a stupid Janet Wonder Twins. Well, he was just like a puddle of water or, you know, a tampon <laughs> or something. He was always something goofy. Right. Like, Jan had all the good powers. And then Jace was like, form of bucket of ice. And I was like, what are you used for? <laughs> useless. Like, <laughs> man, it made him useless. I'm like, it wasn't until Justice League Unlimited where they actually took a stab at showing the twins. And they made him a little bit more of a badass. And Yeah, because... Everywhere else, he was just like goofy. Like she was like a pterodactyl. He was just like an octopus or a fish, and then she'd be like a white tiger, and then he'd be like a worm. And I just be like, dude, 
Don't just be a, just like she don't need you anymore. Just give her your ring and let her hit it together herself. <laughs> right. Like at this point, you are useless, man. Like Mar- Marvin and the dog was was more useful. Than they were. Yeah, like didn't they have a monkey too or something? Like yeah, he was more useful. Yeah, Blip. <laughs> yeah, Blip was more useful than the Jace man. He was just like useless. <laughs> like oh my oh, god, yeah. that guy was horrible. <laughs> and I love how Robot Chicken actually pokes fun at that. You know, the guys over Robot Chicken poke fun at like he turns into a bucket of water and somebody yeah. dumps down the toilet or something. It was like oh my yeah, god. Yeah, they had him turn into a tampon or something. Like he was just like. Crazy. <laughs> Oh man! Well, like, I'll be in here later. <laughs> right? Like, Ew, that was creepy. <laughs> so, this weekend, guys, would have been Free Comic Book Day yeah. across the country. Uh, I, for Black one, Widow. am I and Black Widow in the release of Black Widow. I, for one, am disappointed. I am at a loss because this would have been this is this is the Oscars for nerds. Let's just put that out there. You know, we thrive on Free Comic Book Day. And as you know, here, our local bookstore, they have a midnight party on Friday. And it's always a it's always a Star Wars theme. So may the fourth be with you. Oh yeah, uh, it is that time of year. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm rocking my bubble texture today. It's gonna be May. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be May. As Justin Tibble. Um I'm rocking my Boba Fett shirt today. Tomorrow's going to be my Rebels t-shirt. But this would have been the weekend where you get to talk shop, you get to hang out, you get the free stuff. And if and if you're anything like the store I go to, they had a, a themed, they had two uh, themed beers every year. Uh, it was always wrapped around something that was coming out. And I'm sure that this year, since it would have been the release of Black Widow, there would have been some kind of themed beer for that. And probably it'll probably would have been like a Russian ale or something like that on top of that, or some kind of vodka. A <laughs> little makers. <laughs> yeah, kind of little ma- Oh yeah, little makers. <laughs> yeah. And, and so it, it's you know there's a lot of fans who are kind of at a loss, but Disney Plus came in on the clutch and decided to release the final installment of Star Wars over the weekend. Now, I'm not sure if it's, I think it's not up until, what's today? Today's the second. So it might show up tomorrow. Um, I think, I believe it's going to show tomorrow. And I can't wait. You know, let's just face it. We need something to, to keep our minds off of the dredge. <laughs> the dredge. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hurtful, actually. Um, it is horrible. It is, uh, you know, today here in here in Cleveland, um, they did a a soft, a soft reboot. As I was oh. <laughs> soft reboot. They didn't open everything. They just, just partly. Yeah, just partly. You know, and they did like a soft reboot, and certain certain places are opened. And good lord, Clevelanders, I love you, but at the same time, some of you are just you got to think, man. You got to. Well, I'll say this: If Cleveland did a soft reboot, then Cincinnati was a full-blown glory hole. I'm just <laughs> it was people everywhere. I mean, Jesus Christ! I mean, there were people. Like I said, Shakespeare in the Park. I was downtown. We were standing in line because the fish place was only letting people one in at a time. So we're talking about a line at least 10, 20 people deep. 
Oh my we're talking God. about people walking up and down the streets. This park, I mean, 50, 60 people, and they were, you know, just having a good old time. Like, we were never on lockdown. Like, they <laughs> woke up and they were like, hey, we're free. Give us free. And right. they started running. They were just like crazy. So, Cincinnati just didn't care. No, Cleveland God. was a softcore reboot. Cincinnati was a full blown thing, like a bad oh from Cincinnati. You know, at a Blues Brother concert. <laughs> <laughs> It was horrible. I, I, it's it's kind of disappointing because me and my wife went to the store. We had to get a couple things, and amazingly enough, we were able to get some bleach wipes. I'm, I was shocked. You know, we got them from Sam's Club. I'm like, oh, I knows like P and G. Yeah, I'm like, get them, get them. They are um, right now, <laughs> right? You know, but you know, we didn't need any food or anything. We were okay. But uh, you know, you know, when you go grocery shopping for whatever reason, you always see stuff that you look around for. And I noticed in the meat section, I'm like, oh my, they have snatched up everything. And I'm like, oh good. And I'm like, you guys heard on the news that a couple of the meat packing plants are might be, yeah. Yeah, might be shutting down. Might be, might be. You know, they you know, they're concerned about catching this virus as well. And they're 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 essential as well, you know, and they, you know, worried about the conditions and and once again, people lost their minds. I mean, seriously. Here, How many packs my, of chicken wings do you need in your freezer? <laughs> here's my thought process. People who are listening to this, you're good people. I don't mean you guys because you guys are smart enough to listen to us. You're right. But the people who don't listen, you guys are idiots. Because the same <laughs> people who are hoarding toilet paper and chicken wings and have a freezer full of meat because they're getting masses, like, you don't need 62 wings. No. You don't need 45. You don't have that much butt to wipe. You need 60 rolls of toilet paper. Stop doing that. Other people eating stuff too, man. <laughs> There's public service announcement. You're not the only ones going through something, man. It right. ain't just you. I've heard that. I've heard, I've, heard some, that shit. I've heard so many of the excuses <laughs> like, oh, because the children are out. I'm like, let me tell you something. I the know children. what kids are eating, and it's not meat. They're eating your, snacks. If your, your kids are wiping their butt, that much, you as a parent are failing right. right now. <laughs> you as a parent suck. If your kids wipe their butt every fifty-two seconds, I have a, I have a, I have a six-year-old nephew, and my mother had bought like a box of granola bars, Ooh. and and Ooh. she gave you know she was very adamant on how you know what she gives him, and she gave him. She gave him one granola bar. Well, he likes to eat. You know, he's yeah. a he's a small kid. He's a skinny kid. He he's busy, so he's burning off just as much as he's burning, burning through it. And <laughs> apparently, he was sneaking throughout the night eating granola bars. Oh, buddy! So when he went to school the next day, he kept having to go to the bathroom. And the yeah, teacher, bet. that brain ran right through. Him, <laughs> teacher, the teacher calls my mom. Says, "Uh, you know, he's." They're going to the bathroom quite a bit, you know. She was like, "What is he? You know, peeing or something?" Like, no. She asked him when he got home. She was like, was it peeing? He was like, did you have to drink a lot of water or anything? She was like, no. He was like, no. She was like, what did you do? He was like, well, I had to do number two a lot. Well, what's going on? Was like, here it is. He ate like eight granola bars in one hit. <laughs> that boy was super regular. <laughs> that was like bro used to him. He had to go. <laughs> 
talking about his butt. <laughs> saying his butt was sore. I'm sure it was. I'm sure, boy. You was getting logged out there and all that wiping. Man, you was raw. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> hurt, they had the raw butt. <laughs> Preparation H, here we come. <laughs> yeah, he could have been a spokesman for a week. Preparation H, right. super donut cushions. Oh, my goodness. But I, I, I had a little big laugh off of that. That doesn't mean out there people that are listening to us to go out there and, and hoard toilet paper. Hoarding. Like, that, that that makes no sense to me. I don't know how people be like, I have a respiratory infection. That means buy all the toilet paper and ticket. That don't make sense. Y'all should buy, like, use and face masking, your rail, and wiping down your house, and y'all got chicken and butt wipes. Like, that just don't add up. Like, I don't know how. But y'all suck. If y'all got to listen to me, listen to the sound of my voice. When the apocalypse comes, you're not going to my house because y'all got toilet paper and chicken. They're going to eat y'all first. I'm telling you that now. Right. <laughs> when the zombies so, come, everybody got all the good stuff. Y'all need to survive. You're not going to my house. Talking about, oh, man, I didn't know what to get. You had, This was your opportunity to learn survival skills. That's, I believe this is your opportunity to learn survival skills. If you buy toilet paper and chicken, you're going to die first. <laughs> I'm just sorry. I'm sorry. There's no way around it. Right. I have to tell you guys the truth. We here to tell the truth. Toilet paper and chicken are not survivals, not survival tools at all. And and that's coming Love from it. and that's coming from your two hosts that have watched enough horror and see in in Like toilet paper is not the winning chicken is not even the winning solution at this point. Nothing. Bullets won't even survive at this point. Like unless you know how to make more bullets. Unless your name yeah. is Eugene and you know somebody by the name of Rick Grimes, it doesn't help. No. <laughs> It doesn't hurt to have. It doesn't hurt to have those things. But if you're just stocking up on toilet paper and chicken and guns and no bullets, you're gonna die. I'm exactly. sorry. <laughs> Put it exactly. like this: people are surviving off of water, you know, substance of food, canned goods, you know, the good stuff. Toilet mm-hmm. paper and chicken ain't it. Well, that that is our spiel. I'm on, sorry, we had to let that go. Yeah, that was, that was our spiel on going to Walmart. We, we needed that out, out of our system because I have it's, it's, really insane dude, stuff. I go to Walmart. This guy had a cart full of nothing but meats and toilet <laughs> paper on the bottom. You are going to, first of all, the toilet paper is not going to help because you're going to be so backed up from all that meat. You're not even going to poop. You're going to be stuck in you. <laughs> like I don't you had no juice, no milk, no water. What are you gonna like, it's gonna be stuck? You should have you should have got you should have you should have got his number. I would have told him to get a box of granola bar. <laughs> <laughs> that would have helped him. He's gonna be back there for and I can tell you. He's, All he's, that what, he's on the he's 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 what Mr. Glass call oh he David Dunn, you're on the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> He is going to be sitting on a toilet on that spectrum too. All right, he, he, nowhere for a while. Well, our main <laughs> our main topic <laughs> for tonight, our main topic for tonight, is the good, the bad, and the sequels. Um, we all have been watching superhero films for a very long time, um, and there's a certain formula that comes into play when it comes to a lot of sequels. The first one is always really good. The second one always either is either a standout film or it might bomb. And if it makes it to a third one, the third one is normally the swan song 
or the swan dies. Depends on how you're looking at it. So myself and Darius, we have uh, a, a list of films that uh, we have some pros and cons to it. We have some good and we have some bad. Uh, so we'll start off. There is we'll we'll start off with yours. We'll start off with your list and we'll riff from there. We'll talk about what you have and then we'll go with mine. <laughs> See, my criteria. I, I follow the same criteria as hell, but my main my main advice to anybody making a sequel is, don't screw it up. Like if the first one was good, how can you mess up the second one? Like whatever you did to the first one, do that, but kind of switch it around and you know find a new character. You know, story arc and everything like that. But you can't mess up the sequel because the third one, nobody's gonna watch unless it's really highly touted and everybody's talking about it. But with that being said, because you know, I like to feel like that. I like to get preference. I did a five good and a five horrible. So in no particular order, but they're well. Are you uh, wait? Hold on. Before you go on, are you gonna go like all good and then all bad, or are you gonna go good and then bad? I learned as a football coach and a manager, you have to do a crap sandwich. So you do some good, you put a little bad under there, then you give it some good, and you build it up. You know, so it's okay. going to be a crap sandwich. So I'm going to go one off. It's a so for my it's a Yeah. So <laughs> I guess this would be 10, uh, yeah. I guess. But it's really five for the good. would be Captain America Winter Soldier. Um, the first one was good. They built on the story arc in the second one. They kind of picked up where Cap left off when he was woken up, and then we find out Bucky is there, and we find out Hyde is there. So they really had some great fighting scenes. They really told the story. We were introduced to Sam, who was Falcon. We had Black Widow in it. We had uh, Dr. Big Head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right now. But it, it kept, where it picked up where one left off, which to me is how you do a sequel. Either pick up where you leave off, or you kind of pick up in the near future, unless you're making a prequel, then you go backwards. Which is back. what, which is what Winter Soldier did. It it picked up where it left off, but it also picked up in the future, or yeah. in the present for his case. And it kind of went in the past a little bit and told the story where Bucky's been for the last forty years or yeah. ninety years. So I mean, it did both. So for me, that worked. Uh, here's, I mean, here's the majority. Here's the here's the fun fact about Winter Soldier. Uh, a majority of that was shot here in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, right around the corner from the local bookstore. Um, it was very intense. I the the scene that they most the mo the main scene that they uh, shot is the scene where he's on the bridge when he's breaking out of Tris uh, the Triskelin. Oh, and, yeah. and and he's facing off with the, the giant aircraft with the motorcycle and like Cap literally takes down an aircraft with his shield, a motorcycle in his wits. And You're not gonna talk about how unconventional that was and <laughs> unlikely, but again, superhero it, movies are they go by a different set of rules when you make them. So you can end reality a little bit. But we all know, I'm sorry, shield they take it down, no chopper. Shooting bullets at you hand missiles and you're on a motorcycle in a mask and a tight leotard. It's sad, but still love the movie. That one scene just kind of bent reality a little too much for me. Like I know that shield does a lot and it has a lot of mystical powers. Hell of here, you just wasn't one for me. Just but yeah, the movie was still great. My favorite scene was the elevator scene, the fight oh, scene yeah. where it's just like 
Uh, so we're really going to do this. Anybody who wants to get off, you better get off now. If, if, you, if, you if you notice in that scene, there's a, a couple of the guys are just like, oh, man, this is Cap. I really don't want to fight Cap. <laughs> but well, if I want to get off, but they was way in the back, so they couldn't get off. It's like, right. stuck in the back. He's like, hey, hey, can I, uh, I can't get off. He, uh. he, he literally told them. He told them. He tells them. He's like, hey. Anybody want to get off now? <laughs> like they were from, guys, like said, they were stuck in the back, and they were like, "Well, this is a hydro." Like, man, if, I, if y'all look closely, it's a couple dudes who kind of flinched like they wanted to go, but were stuck because there was too many people in front of them. Right. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> He's like they they were still stuck when he was like, "Look, I'm just trying to get by. I wasn't trying to fight you. You still got a knock in the face." I know me. I don't care. Hey, hey, Cap, hold on, brother. Uh, I'm not with them. I just have to get on because I need to get upstairs. I don't know what y'all got going on. I got these papers to file. I got requisites to, you know, I got stuff going on. Man, I got copies to make, you know, victories on my butt. Hey, I got to go. Hey, let's I get be out get, before y'all would do. Let's just be glad, be glad the guy who was playing Galaga. <laughs> oh, man. Wasn't on the elevator. <laughs> he was on the helicarrier, though, in uh, Eighth Or Tribe. Yeah. <laughs> He's lucky he didn't lose his job. <laughs> he learned his lesson. Right. What else you got? <sighs> Unfortunately, guys, I got to go a little uh, negative here. So for me, nine, which would be a miss and a horrible, was Captain America. I mean, no, sorry. <laughs> Iron Man 2. Okay. Iron Man 2 story lost me so many times. Was he sick? Was he not sick? Was he poisoned? Was he crazy? Who's the guy with the whips and chains? There's Natasha. There's it just it was all over the place. And I really like the story, I guess, was cool. But for me, it just felt like the the, the villain wasn't worth the time. He was like easily defeated. Yeah, he was like easily defeated. I don't have a problem with Iron Man 2, but I get what you're saying. You know, when I think of Iron Man. Whiplash, even though that is one of his villains, yeah, I don't consider him his main protagonist. I just don't, you know, I don't, I don't consider never... him a, a movie type villain. He's right. Cool for comic books, maybe you know, a TV cartoon show or something like that. Maybe right. even a live action show. But we're talking two hours of a movie with a guy with electric whip. We could have went somewhere else with that. Like we could have yeah. had. A different character. That's so see, just, and he, but the, and the way they changed he, it up a little bit. Near the and end. then he didn't have the. He had a red costume in the comics. You know. Yeah. He had the long blonde hair. It was up in the ponytail. He had a like. He just. They made him goofy. Like he looked like a dominatrix guy. Like he just had like. <laughs> it just for me. It just. <laughs> the juice wasn't worth the squeeze. Like it just like, it felt like a waste of two hours. Like. It just, and that's just me. Like it's just my opinion. I'm not. He, we don't share opinions. And well, we share opinions in the beginning, so we know what we're talking about. But what I mean is, my opinion wasn't swayed. And I'm not trying to sway anybody, guys. If you don't like what I'm saying, I totally appreciate it. But we're here for opinions. This is our opinions. And my opinion is that movie fell short of being a good sequel. And that's what we're talking about. Okay. Iron Man One was good. We'll get Iron Man 3 somewhere else in the list. So? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, moving on. Good was Logan. I'm not sure if it's a sequel. Well, actually, I guess it is because you had... Uh, it's, a combination. it's a combination. 
it's, it's yeah because we have so many different X Men movies, so I'm not really sure if it's a sequel for uh, the origins of Wolverine or if it's just X Men sequels. But you know what? For me, it made the list because it was actually well done. Mm-hmm. Um, there's moments in it that you really felt for Logan, especially like towards the end. Oh like, God. Hey, the, it was. I, I'm tearing up a little bit. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. It was run because that movie, and I don't like really seeing like Logan humanized, like you know, comic book characters humanized because we just talked about the Whiplash and how they did him. But the way they did Logan, it wasn't like a regular like, oh, we're gonna make him some just everyday average guy. They showed the decline of what happened to him throughout his existence, you know, from yeah. the accident. And I always get that. Word I just can't say it. The metal in his body. Oh, oh the adamantium. Yeah, yeah adamantium. Yeah, that it started to grow in his body and it started killing him from within. And even with his healing powers, he still was, you know, kind of declining. Yeah, so, because like they said that it, they, I remember them saying that the metal degrades. Yeah. After some, you know, for so long. Well, get this guy's lived over two hundred years. He's like well over. He's well over 200. He's probably closer to three. And like that metal was not meant to be designed. Like any metal corrodes over time. And here it is. Yeah, something it has a shelf life. Is. Yeah, it had a shelf life. And even he was just like, look, I'm literally living longer than the metal is supposed to be in. But the problem is, it's stuck inside my body. So it's, I'm going to die. And you know, like it's still there, you know. I like Logan because it's a, it's, the culmination of his storyline because X-Men Origins really wasn't that great for me. And I wanted, I wanted to put that somewhere on here only because I had this thought. They had that great montage in the beginning, them yes. going throughout the wars. Yes. And I read somewhere and I kind of agreed with it. They should have took them montage and stretched them out. Mm-hmm. From the beginning of the first war he was in, all the way till the last one. You know, if they took if you they had Captain America. He was probably was at World War Two with Captain right, America. Right. Could have had that cross. But but at the same time, at that time, Fox Studios owned yeah. the right. Well, and I get that part. In hindsight, it, it feels so great to be able to say that in feedback because I read it somewhere and I want to get a guy credit. I think it was on like a screen right or something like that, but it was just yeah. like the movie missed the mark because it was pretty much them retelling the same story we've been seeing in so many movies. Yeah, and here's the and thing. it was the best part where they showed when the wars, and then after that, it was like, okay, it was Project X. Yeah, they fought. Okay, they now they're introducing some girl, Myra. They like, could have done it. They could have done it in the same vein as Captain America: First Avenger. And, and, and actually, that's what the guy said. He could have done it because they already done a historical movie, you know, war movie, and seen that it does work. You know, because Captain America is pretty much the war story of World War II and what happened. Right. But Logan was, you know, he was in the Revolutionary War. You know, he was in so many different wars that that movie could have been so great had you just took those wars he was in and stretched them out. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, you know, two hours of one war, but, you know, here and there, 50, you know, it could have been like we've seen the Project X story so many times before. That's And that's how it could have ended. That's yeah. literally it could have gave you a great ending with that. You know, saying yeah. like like that could have been a great ending and end credit scene. Like he gets introduced to this whole thing. And it's like, oh, he's not the only one or whatever. 
that yeah, would have been amazing had they done it that way. Because you think like they he been him and him and you know Sabretooth, they was in these wars back before nobody knew mutants existed. Exactly. Exactly. You know, because you, you had know. apocalypse, but we never seen him. Yeah. And it was it was a lot to get that gets thrown in there and it, it would have been a a better mix, but scene, they could have did away with that. <laughs> but yeah, but but Logan, possibly, yeah. It's it. Logan's a tearjerker. If you're <laughs> any guy out there who's who's a fan of like old westerns and and like Shane and and seeing ah, the good guy, I was about to say, yeah, yeah you this know, was this was a this was more this of a western in the future. Except for Logan wasn't swinging guns, he was slinging claws. Like he yeah. was at the sheriff, did the okay corrals and the last stand, and it was just he's the, he was the hero who didn't want to, who was tired of being the hero. And... Yeah, he wanted to hang up his guns, and he just wanted to go on a boat, and just you know, sail away. But they, they kept pulling him back in. Yeah, and and, like, and the it further took he one, tried to get out, the he got back in. And it took one and, little kid to literally change his entire outlook, and he finally got it. And X Men, what was it? Wolverine or no? Nah, it was the Wolverine with the China. Oh, no, oh, Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, the Wolverine. Yeah. Girl foreshadowing like a mug. She said, "I see you dying with your heart in your hands." I never realized oh, God. that meant. <laughs> <laughs> and that's <laughs> what it was. That's what oh, he God. died with her in his arms. Yes, it she took did. It for so long because when she said it in the movie, he's like, "She's like, you die. I see you dying." With your heart in your hands, and I'm just like, what does that even mean? I would have thought that meant like a, a woman he was in love with. Like, oh wow! I thought she literally meant like somebody's gonna take his heart out and you know place it in his hand or something. He was just you know gonna have his heart in his hand. But I watched the I watched Logan, and it, I actually it took me a couple times of watching it to actually think back to that and recall it. That's like, great foreshadowing. That's, that's first, what I'm saying. Exactly. That's because the first I view, everybody. We got a great foreshadowing moment here. Because <laughs> actually, Wolverine was on TV, and I think I just watched Logan. This was like three or four months after it came out. Mm-hmm. So I watched Logan again, and this might have been actually when it was like on TV. Logan was on TV. Matter of fact, it was a marathon. They had the Wolverine marathon. They had X Men yeah. marathon. <clears throat> Wolverine came on. I watched it. I'm like, oh, yeah, the heart and the hand thing. Okay, I didn't see this movie about 6, 10, 12, 11 billion times. Yeah, he's going to dive with his heart in his hand. What does that even mean? Logan, wow. it's like my fifth or sixth time watching. Wow. Get to the end where he's dying. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. I'm <laughs> with you, Rick. That's what she was talking about. Wow. He's dying. And I don't know if you guys haven't seen this, whoever's listening, if you haven't. Spoiler alert. alert. It's it's several <laughs> years old by now. You yeah, you know, by now you should have seen it, but whatever, you know, everybody lives under different times nowadays. But mm. yeah, so he's literally dying. And I'm like, wait, his heart's not in Oh crap, the girl. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that okay. just made it cry. that much more heart wrenching. Good yeah, lord. Yeah, I'm not gonna cry. No, there's there's dust in the room. That's all. No, I'm not crying. Yeah, no. <laughs> It's dust from the, yeah. from all the fighting you stirring up. <laughs> oh man, let's move on. <laughs> okay. Um, negative. Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice. Oh. I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know who sequel or prequel or whatever this was. <sighs> but it sucked. 
as a Superman fan, I like Superman. As a Batman fan, I kind of like Batman. As a story guy, that story or Lex Luthor knowing who both of them are and pitting them against each other. And then Wonder Woman came out over, and then we have this low-budget doomsday. Oh, God. It looks like a Ninja Turtle without a mask. Yeah. That, that doomsday was such that, a huge That was point. horrible. B- BBS is the combination of, like, three storylines. And, and it shows because they tried to tell all three at once. It was, it, it was the <laughs> Zack Snyder. Here's the thing about Zack Snyder visually, great storytelling. Oh, visually, yeah. visually, visually, it looked great. It did, except for Doomsday. Exactly, except, yeah, except for Doomsday. And I got where you were trying to go with it, but you were doing way too much. And it just it shows. Hey. It shows, and it was just like, oh man! It, it I'm like, you just, me. yeah, you just, and it's, it is probably, it's very bold because we had just gotten Man of Steel, yeah. so it was very bold to turn around and say, all right, the next time he comes out, we're killing. Yeah, and he's fighting Batman, like, <laughs> right, <laughs> off, off top, he's he's coming back to die and fight Batman, so. It felt like he was just like had the storyboard and the storyboard just kind of got flipped and they just spent it. It was like whatever it lands on, that's where we're going to shoot today because it just felt like it was. I mean, they, they in the beginning, they tried to tell the story because, again, for me and people, you have to either start coming from the beginning or go back to the end so we know why you're giving us this movie. So it started right. off what happened from Batman's perspective on when Zod and Superman fought. I'm cool with that. Exactly. And then it got kind of weird. From there, it got kind of, because Lex Luthor, that Lex Luthor was the absolute words. Uh, Not a fan. And then he was kind of like a cross between Joker and... uh, It was just Lex Luthor. He's not a Luthor in in all my years of watching any Superman medium. No. not a Luthor that I am really... I've never seen Luther portrayed that way. As a goof. He was like a goofball. Yeah, and it was just like he was very frantic. Yeah, and like I, his... I, I've never seen Luther. I've never seen Lex Luther in any form, whether it's cartoon, whether I'm reading a book, whether I'm seeing it on film, I've never seen Lex Luther frantic. He was he was his 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 mannerisms was off. Yeah, yeah. You know, I you know they were trying to give, I don't know if they were trying to give him like this different type of personality because it's not until, what is it, the end of Justice League at the end credit scene that you get a Luther that you're used to seeing. Yeah, like and cold, like, calculated, like, you know, with a plan. Like Lex Luthor, to me, is cold and calculated. Like they had this guy just all over. He was like a manic depressive. Like he was just like all over the place. He was goofy at some points. He was just like, it felt to me like his voice was skipping throughout the movie. Like, and yeah. I don't mean like skipping, like, I mean like you see a person skipping like they're happy. That's what mm-hmm. it sounded like. It's like he was like too dope. Like he was yeah. just too happy to be here. Like that's not, Lex Luthor is cold, calculating, demanding. He knows what's going on. He has command of the room. This dude was just like, yeah, it felt like they was trying to cross him with the Joker. And yeah. it just epically failed. Right, right. Like they was trying to go for a comedic relief with the with Lex Luthor. Like he was playing the fitting this two series of guys against each other and he was like the Kevin Hart of the movie and it just it failed for me. Kevin Hart of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it landed short for me. It was just like 
I need I don't need Lex Luthor to be, you know, the comedic relief. Right. Like it's not what Lex Luthor does. And you just you're stating what people know. Like it's like, hey, I know you guys know Lex is this straight laced, you know, conniving dude, but we're gonna give you Ty So Bob. They call his legs. Wow. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, yeah. So let's go with the good. We have Dark Knight, which was the best Joker to ever be seen. That is Heath true. Ledger literally put his soul into that role. That is very like, true. That uh, is the villain was supposed to be. That honestly, that's like a villain that you see nowadays. Like what? He, what? What? The speech he gives about. You know, humanity failing, being failed, being failed, just failing. Foreshadowing, because he, what, look at what Joker we're going through right now. <laughs> the COVID virus, because people are just humanity is failing. There are some people who you see who are not pushing the button. There are people who walk around Walmart every day pushing the button, That's grabbing it. the chicken, That's grabbing it. the toilet paper, only caring about themselves. And that, and it always reminds me, like these times right now, remind me of that speech mm-hmm. because. He, he basically laid it out like when there's a crisis and everybody has something on the line, they're going to do one of two things. They're either going to help each other or they're going to spit on each other, walk over each other and only look out for themselves. And you're seeing that now. Right. In its rarest form. Like, it's just, it couldn't it was, be it was, more deeper foreshadowing. It's <laughs> a very intense, and it's a shame that we'll, we won't see his Heath Ledger ever again, but that was a great and don't get me wrong, I love Jack Nicholson. I love Jack Nicholson. Oh, Jack! But, see, Jack Jack's in a different category. Exactly. Jack, you know, people try to say his, who's the better Joker, and it's like you can't put the you. It's like saying it's like saying it's like saying that Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger are better than Mark Hamill. You can't say that. These are no, three. They're, they're three different, different lanes. Yeah, you know because Mark <laughs> Hamill's Joker, although animated. Was like the over, over, over the top Joker. Yeah. You know, then he's you the, had, he's the anarchist. He's the true. Yeah. You don't know where he's coming from. Like everything is no rhyme, no reason. Everything's the joke. He was a true insane criminal clown. Right. Then you had Jack Nicholson. He was more of the not so over the top, but he, he was more was, of a gangster. Yeah. Type. He was. He was. Yeah. He was. The, he was the gangster Joker. Then you had Heath Ledger, who was more of the cerebral. Not so crazy, but I still do off the wall things so you know that I am who I am. Yeah. But his Joker did. I'm more just showing I'm showing you that that humanity is, is screwed. Is, is, is <laughs> I'm just tell, I'm just telling you what it is. It's there in front of you. I'm not the bad guy. I'm just showing it to you. That was his whole Yeah, that was that yeah. He was uh he, that's and if I had to sum it up, that's what be he was like, I'm not I'm just showing you what I already know. But I want you guys to see it from my point of view. So I'm going to do what I right. know to bring it out of these people. Right. Show you right. I'm the truth is what I'm saying. Like people are all terrible. Yeah. And he was, want to see he was it. very close to making that proven, be proven right, too. He was very close. Yeah, was, yeah. Some people want to push that button. Yeah. Like the one guy who kept talking all that trash, he's like, well, nobody else is going to do it. I'll, I'll push the button. And then he gets up. Chicken and he can't even push the button. <laughs> <laughs> Debo walks over to him like, man, give me that. Nah, shit. man, we ain't pushing it. <laughs> I thought Debo was going to push the switch. I did so, too. I thought he was going to push it, but he did not. And then he throws it out the window. I'm like, ah, Debo, you redeemed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's okay, your... 
Huh? Well, Going back to a negative. Yeah, you're negative. X Men Three. <laughs> I don't even have a real excuse. Like I just did not. <laughs> That's on my list as well. So it, like. I just that movie talk about all over the place. Like I yeah. don't know what they were going for with this movie. I still to this day can't tell you the plot or who was what or what it was even about. I think that was the one with the cure. Yeah. And Phoenix. Yeah. 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 And the big old war between the Brotherhood and the X Men. Like that's it's Arthur. It was a lot. It was, it was a lot. A lot to unpack in that movie. And I just didn't have time for it. I'm sorry. Yeah. That that film. Yeah, oh man. I'll 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 tell my bad about that one when okay. my role comes we'll around. That because that gives me a headache. That movie gives me a headache. That did good. Thor Ragnarok. Oh yeah. Gave us so many good stuff. It gave us a glimpse of Planet Hawk. It gave us funny Thor because we needed a little funny Thor because here's the thing. after we like uh, funny Thor. <laughs> I kind of like the funny Thor. Please don't cut my hair. Because after the second one with the midgets and the elves, we needed something better. Yeah, yeah. The, the funny funny Thor is good because seeing him... Here's the thing. Chris Hemsworth, I didn't think he was actually... I didn't think he had a funny bone like that. And he's actually, he's actually funny. quite funny. He's quite the jokester from what I hear. And yeah, he, seeing him talk to the demon... And he's chained Erda. up. <laughs> when he's talking to Serta, and he's like, oh, he's spinning around. He's just like, hold on, give me a second. And he's like, spinning. He's like, okay. So, <laughs> I, no lie, that is one of my favorite scenes. I will yeah. watch the beginning a couple times just because of that scene. And then the part where he was talking to Bruce and the Hawk, he was like, no, I need you. He's like, no, you're Hawk, you're Bruce's face. Like, no, Bruce, oh, he's so smart. Oh, look at me, I'm smart. Yeah. No, I come for the hawk. <laughs> he did the opposite. Oh, hawk, he smashed. No, man, I need the brains. <laughs> it's funny watching them all in, 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 in league with their, each other when they say the stuff. When they were saying the stuff that they were saying, um, he's getting upset. And he's like, like Hulk goes up. Uh, Hulk like fire. And then oh, yeah. Like, that too. Smoldering fire. He's like, oh, no, I beg to differ, you know. He was like, no, but um, he was like, but but Chris Helmsworth was making himself the comic relief, and I love that, you know, because yeah. here it is, he's on this mission to basically redeem himself. You know, he's he's in more ways than one. In more ways than one, you know, he's he. The second movie was trash, and he that that third, the Red Rock. Had, yeah, the Dark World was very just that dark, you know. Yeah, I, it was, the to- I don't like the tones of it. And I wanted to put it on this list, but it wasn't that bad right. as far as it, it could have been worse, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was right. just the tones of it was dark and it had a lot of grit to it. Mm. It was just like, it reminded me of a DC movie because you see them dark colors in DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was shot with a different lens. Yeah. So, Ah, so back to the bad. Avengers Age of Ultron. Ah, I'm sorry, Josh Whedon. I'm sorry too, because I like you. You've done great stuff with Marvel. But this movie missed the mark for me because Ultron should have I didn't like the way it ended. I mean, they killed off 
so many people. Ultron just, is is that villain who just, who you just can't he he you can't kill him off so to speak kill him off. Feel like they uh, did. Yeah, you like because he's a robot. He's AI, you know, and yeah. and you're telling me like you pretty much shut off the world Wi-Fi, so he couldn't yeah. go. That, that, that seems stupid. I'm sorry. That's, that's like, hey, man, we unplugged the internet in the house. Ultron can't get through anywhere else. He's 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 good. We can kill him now. Although I, I just, do, although I do love James Spader's portrayal of Ultron. Oh yeah, I, James Spader was amazing. That's why I'm mad they killed him off because I would like to see him again as Ultron later on down the road. I heard a rumor that they were going to try to bring him back. I hope it's not just a rumor and they actually do bring Ultron back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, James Spader's voice. It all the time. It, it, was, it, wasn't, it I, wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah. It, but it wasn't. It, the, the tone of his voice and the. He's very calm. And the song, Got No Strings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. But somebody, and I, I, remember, just, I remember when they did that and somebody mentioned, like, I remember hearing the conversation. They were like, they can't use that. that that's a Pinocchio song. And I'm like, yeah, and Disney owned Pinocchio, so yeah, they yeah. can do that. Not only that, it fit the narrative. Because mm-hmm. here it is, you have Jarvis, who kind of, I guess, they interfaced him, kind of. Yeah. So this was like Jarvis on steroids and rage and free. Yeah. You know? I love his line. I love his line towards Vision. Towards Vision. And he's as they're talking at the very end. And, oh, yeah. And he's like, you're actually going to side with them. And he's like, well, I was born yesterday. You know? Yeah, he, called him like, he, called, he called him naive. Yeah, I'm like, you're like, you're so naive. He's like, well, I was born yesterday. And I'm like, that's a nice play of words because it's true. You know? He was just Literally born, was born yesterday. Born. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it, it had good fight scenes. It was film, bro. It's just I did not like the end. And that's what kind of threw it on the list for me because, again, if you watch D, um, Disney XD has the Avengers, and I didn't see Ultron come back like sixty times in that car. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, every time he turned around, he's coming back. Yeah, and they didn't. Leave, it didn't feel like they left the door open for him to come back. Mm-hmm. So like you, you, you get you, it's like you just get rid of him for a while. You know, yeah. it's like a virus. It's literally like a computer virus. It's like if you you wipe him out, but he's somewhere else in some part of your system, and he just. Pops up out of nowhere later on. Right, oh. right. Stay away from Pornhub, children. Yeah, that, <laughs> Ultron lives there. Right. <laughs> so, for me, and if you don't know me, number two is Deadpool 2. Surprise! <laughs> Black Wade Wilson. I personally love Deadpool 2. Out of all the movies that you could watch, for me, Deadpool 2 is that one that where I need a go-to movie and I know that I want to laugh and I know that it's going to be good. I can watch Deadpool 1 as well. Deadpool 1 and 2 to me are at the top of my favorite Marvel movies. And that's just me because I side with the Deadpool character because he talks trash. He's a funny, it's, it's he, he's a funny it's, character. Deadpool like, even in the Ryan comic Ray. books, he's, he's funny. Like, yeah. it's just some, because he's ambiguous. Like, you don't know what he is or what he's about because he has those sexual innuendos that go both ways like he's talking to his dude and he's, like, and he's a nut and, he, yeah, and, he's like, and like in the books in the comics for those who don't know Deadpool in the comics is one of those characters who breaks the fourth wall 
every and, time. And, and, and that's another reason why I like. He knows, and he does it in the films a lot. And he oh, knows he's lot. in a movie. He knows he's in a comic. He addresses the reader. And like all the other characters he's in, involved with, you know, they're just saying, you know, when he addresses the reader, he's like, you know, the other characters around him, like, he's just a nut. Yeah. You know? And he, he's just like, oh, no, I'm not crazy. The guy is reading the book right now. And he does the same thing in the film. And Even they I had a video him. game. Yeah, Deadpool video game, and he fun. does it in the video game. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, <laughs> Only problem was fun. they didn't have Ryan Reynolds Ryan do the voice for it. Right, right. They did make mention of him in the in the game. Exactly. So it was like because I think there was one point like towards the beginning, it was like, "Hey, Deadpool, you're a game now. Who would you like to play?" He was like, "Uh, I think Ryan Reynolds, but I think he's already done it once, so I don't know." I'm just <laughs> like, "Okay, this is Tweaky, but I love Deadpool." Yeah, here's a, no here's a fun it. fact. About, here's a fun fact about Deadpool too. He actually does the voice of Juggernaut for Deadpool. I did Deadpool. not know that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and watch it now because yeah, he, I he, think he, I read that somewhere. But I was like, ah, that can't be true. Yeah, he but, he, he was stated as that. Like Ryan Reynolds is just a funny character. I was like, right, he's a national treasure now. Like there he, was he is. After, he's up there with Betty White. <laughs> yeah, like protect them at all costs because I want to see them actually do another movie together because the movie they did together was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, um, with Sandra Bullock, the proposal. Oh, yeah, the proposal. Yeah. That um, movie was fun. <laughs> I love that movie. That movie's fun. Um, watching, and it's funny because he fought tooth and nail for Hugh Jackman to play Wolverine again, which he actually does. And Deadpool too, and he he he. It was this big viral campaign. Like uh, Hugh Jackman would be like overseas in some hotel because you know he's this Tony Award winning Broadway actor too. You know the guy can sing and yeah. dance, and, and you know it would start off with Hugh Jackman in his bathrobe inside his hotel room. You know addressing oh, yeah. his fans, and then he's right like he's singing something. Yeah, he like he comes out of no like he's in Deadpool costume doing a sing along, like interrupting the sing along. He's like, Come on, come on, Hugh, come on back, come on back. And, yeah, and he literally and, and in Deadpool 2, we finally get Hugh Jackman one last time to portray Wolverine, and it's glorious. The scene itself was fantastic because I laughed so hard. That it took me having to view it again because I couldn't. I laughed so I couldn't hear what was being said. You oh know? yeah, the cutscene. I'm like, what? The cutscene. Yeah, at the, the end. Yeah, the it was that montage oh, is glorious. It was. But <laughs> this me. <laughs> it is the best. It is the best end credit scene I have seen, hands down. That and the song, but the song is what got me. <laughs> We belong together. Yeah. <laughs> we belong to the night. And it's just going through. He's going back. I, I, I'm i glad he shot himself when he was about to do uh, Green Lantern. Yeah. He wasn't that. Uh... <laughs> he, shoots the knock, he, he shoots the other Deadpool from, from X-Men Origins. Yeah, that's. It's, it's, it's just me. Pop, pop, pop. I was like, oh, my God. You're going back. We're going to name our kid Cheer. <laughs> I have to kind of watch that tonight. I'm not gonna lie. Like, Deadpool 2 is fun. Love, it's it's Deadpool fun because 
it's funny because you see the you see the there's a tonal difference from one to two because one oh yeah they didn't have they didn't have the budget no they didn't have they the made budget. they actually and I don't know if you know this I don't know if everybody else know that but the the trailer that they shot originally to get that movie lit green lit had no like they shot like the opening scene you see in Deadpool one yeah he yeah actually shot without Marvel. At all. Yeah, yeah. He fought for Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, ever since his portrayal as Wade Wilson in X-Men Wolverine Origins, he wanted to which do the people real loved. They loved that he showed up, but then you destroyed the actual character later on. But he had been fighting tooth and nail from, for years after that, because that, that, that was him. That was his role. That was what he was built for. And oh, yeah. He fought for that role. Like, he, out of his pocket, fought for that role. And, and he also leaked the demo reel. Yeah. <laughs> like, nobody knew what happened. He was, and he came out, like, on Instagram and was like, hey, guys, I did it. I, it was me. You know, and they were just because like, Because I there. first, I first saw it on, I believe it was Facebook, and it was like, oh, somebody just leaked this trailer for Deadpool, yeah, and I think yeah. it's Ryan Reynolds, and oh, man, we need this movie. And the groundswell from the people was so big that they had no choice but to make this movie. Yeah. That people is marketing. <laughs> That's it. And it, took, and, it took, and it took the guy to play the role to say, look, I know this is not how this character is supposed to be. No. Supposed to be like this, and I like playing him. Let's face it, Ryan Reynolds has always been Deadpool. Every ever movie. Since Dan Wilder was Deadpool in college. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Before he became a, a mercenary. Before he met Vanessa. Like, <laughs> like, we can do this all day. And like Ryan Reynolds, the bodyguard was Wade Wilson before he found the X-Men. That's it. <laughs> it's, it's funny. It, it's so funny. I, I love Deadpool too. It's it's really good. I, I have to watch it. I, I, I want to I, I see that some more of that. <laughs> yeah. What, so oh, what else? I have one more. And I have two honorable mentions because I just had to. Okay. Major Spider-Man 2. All right. Jamie Foxx and the mechanical rhino and that weird lizard goblin thingy flying around. And the death of MJ, who Spider-Man killed with the whiplash killing her. We're oh, you mean Gwen Stacy? Yeah, Gwen Stacy, yeah. Gwen Stacy, yeah. We're not yeah. going to blame Spider-Man because, you know, he's a hero, but he killed her. But that's neither here nor there. That movie is be... Whatever. She did it. <laughs> I mean, you know, the web, she would have died if she hit the ground. She didn't hit the ground, her back broke. Yeah. But whatever, we flashes a mug, centrifugal force equals mass plus weight times the distance. But we all took that in high school. So <laughs> we're not wearing that. We're not here doing schematics here. We're just, yeah, you know, whatever. We talk film and comics here. Yeah. So, but the movie was just—it was a hot garbage. <laughs> it left a lot to be desired, especially since the first one was actually decent, even though we've seen this story rebooted sixty times. Yeah, it's and, amazing how they yeah. did it. Um, <sighs> Jamie Fox as Electro. I liked him as Electro. I didn't, I didn't like him as his human Max character. Dillon. Yeah, I didn't yeah, like his Max Dillon was... character. It was very, very weird. Um, he was meek. He was yeah, like meek. It, and... it was just like, 
they project. I just like, want to be noticed, you know. And I'm like, oh, I don't. He know. had a hard one for Spider Man. It was just like mildly, weirdly obsessive with Spider Man. Yeah, he was standing he like pretty a, hard. <laughs> I don't get us wrong when I'm about to say this. We're grown men and we're obsessed with you. But in this movie, he was just like a little too. Yeah, he was too freaked out. <laughs> yeah, he was like sleep. That's just like weird, weird obsession. Right. But, and then uh, who was that? Harry. I didn't. His, oh yeah. The guy who played in Chronicle. He just looked it weird from the beginning. The weird cousin. He, in he looked it weirder with the green whatever. I think it's, it's something Zahane. Something yeah. Zahane. Something Zahane. That's his name. But it just... That version of the Goblin, he looked like a, a meth head or something. Yeah. Just, he, he looked like he was looking for a hit, not Spider-Man. Yeah, and it was like, man, you look sickly. You know? Dude, you look rough. Like, he just You're, came off a 24-hour bender and just <laughs> forgot like to change How many clothes? eight balls did you do, dude? It was like, your teeth look rotten. You know, his oh my god, I was like, man, he must have been in Canton. Like, oh, he (laughs) (laughs) must have been in Canton for a week because that he looked horrible, man. And then the rhino, let's get on the mechanical suit with the midget inside of it. Paul Giamatti, good, fantastic actor, fantastic. That metal rhino suit was absolute garbage. And, 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 and I think, I don't, is it is it garbage because we just got those teasers of them, or it was oh, just a bad? Rhino? I think it was just a bad look, and that's just based being based on you know comic book lore and also the TV show, you know the cartoons. Mm. The rhino wasn't like he was like this big bulky dude in kind of a rhino suit, I guess. Yeah. But it was more organic. This is a metal. Rusted belt and you know, kind of oil type rig, and it just felt like a slight to the people who know what Rhino really was about. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I think I, maybe because we got that glimpse, you know, we really didn't. Oh. And then again, we really didn't get a lot of it. It was only like you know, a five second throw a missile, get the missile thrown back kind of deal, and then it was like over. Yeah, it wasn't like they gave us a full, you know. Although the Monty. although his although his. Uh, Andrew Garfield's interaction with the little kid who, you know, because Spider-Man wasn't at that scene just yet. The yeah. little kid had stepped out. And I thought that was a cool little scene because, you know, here you it, it just gave that little kid so much heart. He was like... Sort of like the Iron Man. Yeah, the Iron Man yeah, too. yeah. Which, fun fact about Iron Man 2, the kid in Iron Man 2 who holds up his hand to shoot one of the drones that was Peter Parker. Exactly. It was Peter was Parker. Say, that was... Time, if the timing was just right, because by the time you see Peter again, Peter's 16. That yeah, kid's that, that was... and that in eight years had actually passed. Yeah. And 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 that and that's why Peter was so obsessed with, with I mean, Iron yeah. Man. So it, it it's fun. Just just tidbits. I, I, this is my life. People. That's what we do. <laughs> this is my life. So. Honorable mention for the good was Spider-Man Far From Home. It didn't make the cut because of the criteria. Well, not really. It didn't make the cut because it made the cut because there was a long list of good stuff. But Spider-Man Far From Home did a lot to pick up what happened after the snap. Mm-hmm. You know? 
and it was actually quite. It was fun. I was just watching it yesterday, I think. No, or earlier this week, I think. And uh, no, no, Homecoming. I was watching Homecoming earlier today. But uh, yeah, Far From Home is fun. Yeah. You know, he's dealing with a lot and he's still trying to deal with a lot. Everybody coming back. Then you try to go. He just wants to get away. He didn't want to take his suit on vacation. Right. You know, he was just like, I just got back. And I was dead for a minute and I wasn't dead, but now I'm not dead anymore. Like, I got a lot going on and I'm only a teenager. Like, like I lost my mentor. They were dead for about 10 years. So, I mean, there's a lot to come back to and unpack. Like, you know, there's not therapy for that. Like, you know, to come home and find out that your aunt was also snapped, you know, so she, she didn't suffer like you thought she did. But yeah. she still suffered, you know, like, you know, you come back and I wake up in the middle of my apartment and someone else is living there, you know. So she was snapped up. as well. So now he was dealing with, oh, God, she didn't suffer like I thought she did. But at the same time, she she was snapped, you know, yeah. so it was far from home's fun. What's your, what's your other honorable? Well, I know it's going to be a bad one. <laughs> Iron Man 3. Ah, oh, yeah. Iron Man 3 was my honorable mention for the trash. Mm-hmm. One word, Mandarin. There you don't know who is. that is, people? He was the man with the ten rings, and he was Asian, not some British actor. So they did my man Mandarin dirty. Gotta agree. Gotta agree. Mandarin that I knew was strong. He, he was a Lex Luthor type. He was, yeah. And I had his action figure. He had green skin, long black hair, ten rings, and mm-hmm. golden gloves. It almost looked like the Infinity Gauntlet he had too, so it wasn't. But right. this dude was badass. The dude they had in that movie was trash. I don't get me wrong. I like Ben Kingsley just like everybody else. And he's a sir, and he's a good man, and he's a great actor. They did him wrong, and they, they did him wrong. They just and and you know what? And we spoke earlier, and and the bad thing about that is they did the one shot. Yeah, and the one shot literally tells you, you know, it kind of picks up sometime later with Trevor Slattery. That was the character. That was his actual name, Trevor Slattery. And he's in the prison and he's getting interviewed by some reporter. And that's when you find out that he was hired. He just didn't know by whom, but he was hired yeah. by the actual Mandarin or his people anyway to portray him. But he put him in such a bad light. Yeah, because at the end of, uh, I think it was in Iron Man 3, uh, also that they had something like that. Like, you found out, like, he wasn't, like, that wasn't the real commander, and he just never told yeah. you. And even in the one shot, you still don't get who the actual Mandarin is. You just yeah. hear, like, gunshots in the background. Like, you hear somebody coming into the prison. Like, mm-hmm. somebody came shooting into the prison. And you know that's when you realize oh the real deal's getting ready to show up but like we like i said when we spoke earlier had they taken that one shot and actually put it at the end of iron man 3 that probably would have taken taken the bad taste out of, out a, of lot. a lot of people mouth. Especially yeah me, you know, had i seen that, that, that i still haven't seen that, try to find that but just seeing that movie and knowing the character of mandarin and knowing what he should be in my expectations being like Okay, if you're gonna give me Mandarin, give me Mandarin. Don't give me this, you know, Burger King copy of Mandarin when I want McDonald's. Like, don't give me this knockoff. 
Right. If I ask for cornflakes and I want, you know what I'm saying, give me frosted flakes. Don't give me that weird tiger thing that say frosted flakes and there's some weird dude on it. Like, give me the real thing. Right. I feel like they just bartered him down to the point that you didn't, like, people who didn't know the Mandarin believed that that was the Mandarin. Like, that was it. That's the truth. Yeah. And that's what don't want to do to people who are new to it. You know what I mean? Give yeah. them the characters as we know them. So when I, when my son comes like, Dad, what was that? That ain't the Mandarin that you told me about. I got to play <laughs> son why Ben Kingsley was British when he was supposed to be Asian. And you know what? Just a lot of explaining it. Shouldn't nobody have to do that the movie should have done. That's why I paid you 16 bucks a pop. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it all back, people. <laughs> right. Well, those are, those are Darius. Uh, 10 things. Now, I didn't have 10 lists. I just had five, but my five actually have pros and cons. So my, 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 my deal was a little different. So give me a second. Let me pull up my list. All right. So he went more modern. Darius went a little more modern. I did. I'm going, I'm going a little more old school. He's going Uh, different. Yeah. Uh, Spoiler alert. You guys aren't <laughs> ready for this. This is about to get really intense. So I'm sitting so, back. <laughs> so I'm going to start with Superman 3. Superman mm-hmm. 3 with Christopher Reeve and Richard Pryor. Um, here was the bright spot for Superman 3. There's a scene where Superman, actually in the film, Superman gets exposed to this man-made type of kryptonite which has a totally different effect on his psyche which it doesn't weaken him it literally splits his psyche into two so he becomes basically he was he basically is a dick you know he's he's flying around he straightens out the leaning tower of pisa he's drinking whiskey he's shooting peanuts into a mirror with his fingers and breaking a mirror like he's he's a pure downright and, and and he's but the scene that stands out in this whole film is there's a junkyard scene and in the junkyard he's literally fighting Clark Kent now if they were to do that now it would probably better be better visually but back then they didn't have the technology that, that we have now oh, yeah. so you had to do the, the, the so he was physically yeah, so he was physically fighting Clark, Clark Kent, when in reality, what they were trying to convey was he was fighting his the mindset. He was fighting himself in his mind and trying to win himself out. And it was just knockdown, drag out, like Clark is getting it handed to him, and and like and it was the Clark that you see, like the slunched over, uh, still got his glasses, still getting tossed around, but he keeps getting up because obviously he's Superman, and he wins out in the end and you realize that he was this was all in his mind he was still battling himself for dominance he was basically working out this kryptonite this bad kryptonite and he was working it out of his pores it was like he took a really bad hit of something and now he's going through withdrawal he's got to fight it off you know, the shrooms went bad. Yeah, the shrooms went bad, you know. <laughs> so that was the bright side to Superman 3. But here was the downside. Here was the, here was the, that was the pro. Here's the con. The con 
We didn't have a Lex Luthor. We had a totally different guy. I can't remember the actor's uh, name. That was uh, guys. And he's a known actor. He's he's Gene Hackman. Yeah, he's no, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't Gene Hackman. But it was a totally it was it was a it was a totally different actor. He wasn't even playing Luthor. It was a it was another type of businessman he was playing that, that this guy was playing. The, the actor is dead now, but it wasn't Luther. Uh, it was some kind of dispute with Gene Hackman at the time. He didn't want to play Lex Luthor. It could have been a contract situation. Who knows? But the other con to that, oh Robert Vaughn. Robert Vaughn, that was his name. And the other the other con to that was it was Richard Pryor. Now. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I love Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor, Pryor is probably one of my favorite comedians of that time. But also mm-hmm. the thing at that time was Richard Pryor as an actor, his star was starting to rise. And they kind of built that film around him. You know, they, they yeah. showcased him. And it was just kind of like, okay, you made it more of a comedic film and you were kind of running out of things and the honorable mention to that movie is superman 4 quest for peace now that was more of a labor of love for christopher reeve that was you know uh at the time they were getting you know at the time the war i think ronald reagan was our president and they were getting rid of a lot of nuclear weapons and there was this whole thing with nuclear weapons going about and getting rid of all this stuff, all the missiles and all this stuff that would cause, like, make the wars even worse. And Christopher Reeve, as an actor and as an activist, he was very much against using nuclear weapons in the wars and everything. So he wanted to get rid of a lot of that stuff. So they kind of built that story around Superman getting rid of all these missiles and everything else. And guess who shows up again? They finally figured out the contract, and Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor shows up. And, oh, imagine that. <laughs> yeah, imagine it. But they make the worst, 